And now it's time for a very special verbal tap moment of silence as we reflect on all the good things Mauricio Shogun Hua gave us. I'm call for. And that means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage. I'm your host, Kevin Phillips. With me, the man I was tweeting back and forth with, laughing both virtually and in real life, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm not appreciating whatever you're doing with <laughs> oh, the show what? thing. Oh, it's come on. It's just a bad taste. It's not in bad taste. We got a lot. Hey, let's talk about it right up front. But that was probably okay. the last time we'll see Mauricio Shogun Hua in the cage. We don't and know that. He has some thinking to do. It was amazing to watch him fight. He was the uh, brutal dude that looked real axe murderer-ish when he wasn't necessarily nicknamed the axe murderer. But he was a fun fighter. Uh, won the belt. You know, great times. I always loved watching him fight. He always brought it. What is your favorite memory? He was... Uh, just all of his work and pride. It was fun. I mean, I saw him fight a couple oh, times. Yeah. I saw him fight, uh, you know, Machida. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's Major just a bummer. Back in the day. Yeah, huge. And the hard part is, is that you go through those moments where you go, do I still want to see this guy fight? And I'll say this. I would still like to see him fight. And I don't know that I say that that often when I see a lopsided uh, kind of loss coming like that. But, you know, keep in mind, like his last fight was a great fight with Dan Henderson. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely still been in it. I was a little sad to see him yes. lose the chill on in. But right before that, he lost to Alexander Gustafsson, which not a you huge know, thing to could, lose to. Some of those are good fighters. Some of those fighters are no longer in the UFC. But yeah, exactly. But, but uh, anyway, so just kind of a bummer, and I don't know. It You know it's really bad when Kelly looks at me and says, he's got the retirement eyes. Look at him. <laughs> he's got the retirement eyes. I think if he wins or loses, he's going to retire. And uh, I went to the Valley Martial Arts Center, VMAC, uh, held a, uh, a tournament today. And Ooh. our black belt – Marcelo sees me and we just get talking about the fights yesterday and I go I don't want to talk about Marcelo it just makes me sad and he just goes I think if he had won he was going to retire and I go not you too Marcelo no I don't want to hear any retirement talk um, but it is a real possibility so I don't know we'll see I think it's probably much more than likely I mean he's going to look back and be like um, Ovin St. Proud just was on a different level. He's been a part of the uh, unofficial UFC Masters division, as it were, for a little while. But let's talk about some other fights. So he got knocked out very quickly, for those that didn't see the fight. Um, Wally, Warley Alves beat Alan Huban in what I guess was the other main event. Thank God they kept saying it. Otherwise, I would not have known that. Because they weren't sure. I think they had to convince themselves it was. Yeah, uh, great fight for Alves, mostly. Mm -hmm. uh, decision fight. We got to see Claudio Silva win by decision over Leon Edwards. Mm -hmm. And our boy, Diego Lima, wins in technically a decision, but damn close to submitting him a few times. Those hooks, you know? Yeah. Kevin and I were texting back and forth, and we're just like, so close. Uh -huh. 
So close. Because that's what happens when jujitsu people are watching people who are infinitely better at them in jujitsu, in MMA. And you're like, oh, if he only had the hooks, if only he had my knowledge, what would he have done better? Uh, but no, it was it was just cool. Like, we root for Diego. He's a friend of the podcast. And he was close. I mean, he looked like he was going to sink in that rear naked choke. He had a great uh, head and arm triangle that he was trying to secure. He had a couple spots for maybe an arm bar, but it's tricky. And this is maybe something you and I don't experience that ability to maybe get an arm bar in positioning, but then having the cage behind you. The cage is such a pain in the dick sometimes. That yeah. was just one of the many fights the cage kept getting in the way. Yep. Uh, I don't have a better solution. And I really like the cage, but I'm with you. We don't yeah. have to worry about that. I mean, we have to worry about walls and teammates, but, you know, usually. Uh, no, I don't. Um, versus Jorge de, de Oliveira, who's rocking the snipes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to just make that a thing. Don't. Let's see if I can just. Okay. Um, Juliana Lima wins over Nina and Seraf. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait for it via decision. <laughs> I, I'm not going to let you do this to this card because the UFC at least had one night where they got 11 for 11. And I think that's impressive. That's true. That is true. And that almost makes up for, who was it? Who was the person that got just completely effed last night? I don't remember which fight it was that I was watching. I think but. you're alluding, because you were, you were saying that we saw, uh, what's his face, uh, Warley Elves. And a lot of people are saying Alan Jumban won. Um, oh, yeah, that's absolutely the fight I'm talking about. Juban definitely won that fight. That was ridiculous. It's and you know what? It's funny because again, it's going to depend on your perspective. Um Worley was 100% the aggressor in the first 30 seconds. Was that enough to win in the first round? Maybe. Okay. Uh the third round un you know, unquestionably Alan Bonds, right? Yeah, unquestionably. Okay. okay, so you've got those two rounds. It, then we so. go into the, I don't know. You're like I was angry to... about a mall store being closed. I apologize. <laughs> you're just trying to be a sassy uh, supporting black character in an old sitcom. <laughs> unquestionably. Unquestionably. Um, but here's the thing. That second round, I think, is really weird because it makes you wonder, do you believe... Warly Alves. after love. Sorry. I don't know. This is terrible. I'm trying to make a point. You're trying to underscore it with share. Like, let's really I wasn't the one that quoted the song. You said the song lyrics verbatim. Do you believe is how you said it even. You weren't just. What? Um, That's what you're going free to tweet at Verbal Tapcast if you want to help us solve Sharegate 2014. Yes, Kevin, because that's where I was leading that conversation. No. <laughs> no, that was not it. What I'm saying uh, is, do you believe Warley Alves was really poked in the face or if he was playing it up? Because some people are from the former rather than the latter. Um, it, it's a hard thing to do. I think he did get poked a little bit in the eye. And I had at some point actually thought uh, Alan got deducted a point. But fighters uh, who we're friends with across the board were like, you got robbed. And it really comes into that weird decision. Did he outpoint him or I don't know. 
it's just a weird fucking fight, and I think we all need to watch it again. I don't know that that's true, because <laughs> that's a lot of fight to watch for disappointment at the end. I, but I mean, like, I'm not like I don't know we that just you'll necessarily Titanic. So I don't can... think you'll have another perspective. I don't think it's going to change your mind, but it, it does say something that. I think we can learn how to figure out how to find fucking better ways to judge these things if we agree that it's a controversial thing and we look at it again. And we find a way of being able to identify, like, what the fuck went wrong here? Yeah, I agree. And something we absolutely need to do. But as you were alluding to, Rockhold versus Big Sping. Big Sping? Big Big Sping. Oh, big Sping, the Big Sping, you know, he's out there fighting in England, old guy. Oh. Jap. God. Rockhold <laughs> wins via submission. Who saw that coming? Did you? Not me. No, I also I didn't, didn't, I didn't see have it in real time. Uh, so not only did I not see it coming, I didn't see it happen. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't see him necessarily getting a guillotine, but I'll take it because it definitely made me stoked when I saw it. Uh, you know, because Bisping is this guy who is a good fighter in some way. I think he's not super exciting to me, but he talks like he's the best ever, and I get it. But it's never made for like the most exciting set of fights. And I was just hoping Luke Rockhold was going to be able to beat him, and he did. And it was kind of fun to watch that. So I'm not yeah. going to deny that. But it was also a bad night for Tough Seventeen members. Um, except Ayakwenta. Uh, kind of, but I'm talking more Clint Hester Hester. and Dylan Andrews. Um, so that was, that was a little more rougher to watch, but, but, uh, you know, all in all, uh, it was nice to see the, the UFC get one night where they could boast 11 for 11. And you know what? All 20 people on fight pass watched it. They say that every time. Uh, UFC goes 11 for 11 on finishes. Uh, a prospecting fighter gets a contract for the UFC. <laughs> you know that? I did not know that, but that's beautiful. They should have a t-shirt made. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It says, the more you never knew. Mm-hmm. Right there at the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Uh, anything more to say about these fights, or are you ready to tell me how the tournament down at the V to the M to the A to the C went today? That's where you've been, you trooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, my brain is is really rattled with people yelling. Um, Two points. That, that is the one thing that is a detriment. Advantage. Of something. It's how not even that. I'm how much just trying to PTSD the, you back into like screaming one. or crying. I can't. The, uh, how much time's left is the one that will actually send me there what was the time because if you really were caring you would just time it yourself but i get it that's that's the job and i was doing a timekeeper role um but it's really hard because i'm not there for them i'm there for you know my referee (sighs) but i digress everything else was fantastic it's just like you know when you have so much intense jujitsu happening all at once that my way of relaxing is to come do this podcast with you right afterwards. So, uh, you know, hey, Kevin, thanks for being my uh, my soundboard. But uh, good fights. Uh, I actually was stoked on two fronts. Do you know why? I do not. Okay. Um, 
so the first person I see, a guy named uh, Desmond, who I met at the Grapplethon, he sees me, runs into me, and he's like, hey, man, what's up? And I'm like, hey, good to see you. He goes, dude, the podcast, it's awesome. I heard about it, uh, this tournament through the podcast. I go, oh, awesome. I was like, you're competing today. He goes, yeah. Dude won. No way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and You're uh, welcome. Yeah, obviously. Um, for the no part we played in that except telling you that it existed. But I think it we take full credit, right? Aware of it if you weren't already 12 times aware of it from the many people we all know. But here nor there. Either way. Not uh, it was very nice because we went to go do medals. And as we're handing it uh, to them. People are taking photos, and he looks at me, and he's like, oh, I don't need a photo like with them. I need a photo with Roth. And I was like, please don't say that. You actually did something of substance by winning this tournament. I've done zero things of substance other than make sure you were called to the mat. And even that could be a struggle. So let me How just tell you something. How else would they know, Raph? Yeah, I know. You're, you're the true hero. Um, but he was great. However, conversely... One dude who I was helping bracket because I was wearing my verbal tap T-shirt. Yeah, he uh, he loses, and he looks at me, and in the most good-natured way possible, goes, "Oh man, I should have never come. I'll never trust that podcast I heard it from again." And I was like, "No, don't say that." <laughs> and he just like he said it in such a funny way that I was so destroyed. I wanted to burst into tears laughing, so that was hysterical. But uh, all in all, really great competition. I love seeing people be good sports. I think probably the best thing was uh, between a guy named Eric and uh, Desmond. Is uh, They had decided no wrist locks would be allowed, and Desmond was kind okay. of working for a wrist lock, but both he and his uh, his opponent, he sees him kind of going for it. Like Desmond's kind of moving for the wrist lock, and he just goes, eh, that's not allowed. And they both kind of like, eh, it's cool. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that like makes a long day like this where you get those good moments and you see stuff so my thanks to everybody who participated it was cool to get to talk to you some of you guys I'm sorry I didn't get to talk to everybody because timekeeping and whatnot. but Kev asked me how long the event took how long did the event take started at 11 finished by 2.30 shut the fucking front door and I'm not just talking that. I'm talking by 3 p.m., the mats were mopped, everything was cleaned up, and we were going home. Wow. Impressive work. That's just well done. That's a well-oiled yeah. and well-run well, machine. I should also mention how we had some uh, – we had three blue belt super fights as well. So blue I would say – super fights. Was that – Yeah. Oh. Uh, some of our friends, yeah. Some of our friends cool. came and did some super fights, and it was really cool because, uh, you know, this whole community is really, really fun and, and exciting. So um, I think everybody had a good time. It seemed really low-key, and I, I it was awesome. So good to see everybody. I can't wait to see everybody at another tournament again. Well, speaking of tournament jujitsu, up on the podcast today, we have Gary the Lion Killer Tonin. Does he do competitive jujitsu? Last I checked, I believe he okay. does. Okay. Uh, Is he any I'll, good at it, though? Uh, jury's out on that. Like, he's young, so we'll see. If he's really good, he'll still be this good in 22 years or double his span, you know. Like, Absolutely. I, I don't think we know enough to measure him. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, but before that, we're also going to do 
a little over under the Kevmeister here. <laughs> it's really sad when you refer to yourself like that. I agree. So let's just go ahead and get to, uh, get to the show. Let's do it. Two points! Which time, how much time was that? How much time? Not enough time. Shut up. Alright guys, um, like I said, you know, working the tournament today was a lot of fun, um, but you know, Kev, I can't do it alone. No, you've never been able to do anything alone. How dare you? First of all, UFC that's podcasting. not, Sorry. I could actually do the show entirely by myself. You know, and you, know you have, right. now that I say, now that I say it out loud, I was like, oh no, you have covered it. Sorry, go on. It's okay. Uh, uninterrupted niceness and pleasantries back. <laughs> Uh, but you know, today I actually had a good, uh, referee to my scorekeeper and I decided what better way to do over under Kevin than to have that referee from today's whiteout at Valley Martial Arts Center come and take on Kevin in over under Kevin. This is great. So hold on. Uh, before you say who it is, I love that you brought someone that is qualified enough to referee matches. That is yes. a, That's really hard. So that would scare me normally. But you're telling me he's been doing it all day? He has been – yes. He has been the, doing this all day, yes. Then I can only presume whoever you're about to introduce has mental fatigue. Boom. Um, I'm set. Here's the problem though, Kevin. His <sighs> mental fatigue is about your normal. So – well, you know, at least it's 50-50 then, as opposed yep. to the 70-30 it normally. Well, let's not waste any more time. Let's bring on our friend Alex Perez from Jean-Jacques Machado our Academy out in Tarzana. How are you doing today, Alex? Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm doing great. Dude, it's Alex. good to have you back on, and I'm so glad that uh, Alex agreed to do this because, yeah, he has had a rough day. He's had some people yell at him. About, uh, you know, questionable uh, points, whether they're deserved or not, because that's what happens at tournaments. Am I not not wrong on this? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. All day. What was the, like, craziest thing someone yelled at you? Because I always love when they're like, uh, they go completely nuts about something that could not be more false. Like, the most illicit group of points. It's like a clear sweep, and they're like, that's five points. You're like, no. Why would that be five? What was the craziest thing someone yelled? I mean, the craziest thing was a guy was yelling two points for about a minute for a takedown scramble that happened maybe, you know, at the very beginning of the match. All he kept screaming was two points, two points, two points. Hey, rest, rest, two points. Takedown, rest, two points. That's already like, they just went through a whole bunch of transitions. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's bad when Alex has to pull the Disney, come on, just frozen yourself. What? Just let it go, <laughs> man. Let it go. He starts playing it on his iPhone. He's like, I'm not giving him the points. Fuck you. Now I'm playing Let It Go. I'm not even paying attention. I hope he's losing. <laughs> but, uh, Alex, uh, there, there's many reasons why it actually is great that you're on this, uh, this installment of Over Under Kevin. Um, are you familiar with how many times Kevin has lost at this game? I'm going to go ahead and say all but one, maybe. Oh, that's really close. He actually won a second one last oh. time. So Kevin is on a rare win <sighs> right now. 
Yeah, I don't want to brag, but I think it's a combination of discipline, training, those luminosity exercises I've been doing. Uh, I'm feeling sharp. Are you scared, Alex? Not even remotely, really. I mean, it's not a full move or anything, so I think I'll be all right. Two points! (laughs) Two points! Take down. (laughs) It's going to be my chance. I don't know. You know, Alex, it sounds like Kevin's stalling here, don't you think? I'm sorry, one more time? Don't you? It sounds like Kevin Stalling, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, easily. It, I, it, I think that's you know how he does his jujitsu too, probably. One hundred percent. Don't make this personal. Let's not oh, get. Oh, it's gonna get very personal. I think. <laughs> well, you know what, guys? Let's not waste any more time. Let's go straight to our installment of Over Under Kevin. And now it's time for the thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. Kevin. All right, gentlemen, uh, just to review the rules so that we're all aware, uh, because sometimes Kevin needs the refresher as well. The rules are very simple. We're going to go down each freaking fight on this card. You will each get 15 seconds to say who you think will win. If I so feel the need, I will give you time for rebuttal uh, to whatever time I feel like. And uh, basically, it's going to be best out of nine. I think there's nine fights on this one. Uh, So does that make sense to you guys? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Um, Kev, uh, any any last encouraging words to yourself that you want to say? Just ride the train, Phillips. You've been killing it. You are killing it. You won that last one. You're, you're going to do it again. Okay. Well, let's ride the train. <laughs> Kevin Phillips is now Quad City DJing himself. <laughs> Um, for those of you who like that reference, go back to 1995. Uh, but let's go straight to our first match. And I actually want to start with Alex. Normally we start with Kevin, but let's start with Alex on this one. Because this is a match between Alejandro Perez versus Jose Alberto <laughs> Quinones. Go. Oh, I'm definitely going with Alejandro Perez because that's actually my full name. So right away, that, that's a winning name. You can't go wrong. Uh, that and I know he's got a stiff, stiff arm for uh, for some knocking out out of the uh, Ultimate Fighter fight. I saw him just, you know, nail a nice, clean, straight right that dropped it. Down. Okay, okay. Well, 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 let's slow down on the real analysis there, buddy. Um, okay. It's getting it. it's getting a little technical here, and uh, we don't know how to do that. Uh, Kev, are you afraid that you have an opponent with the name, not just like Raph or Raphael? Like now, you're facing somebody who's sharing the exact name in Over Under Kevin Go. I am pretty nervous about that. Yeah, I got to tell you, I didn't like the omen when I found out that was who was on the show. I didn't like the omen when you said his name and let him go first. I don't like it at all. Bad karma. Do you have a pick? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go with, obviously, Jose Quinones, El Taco, because he qualifies in a game I like to call hipster or gang member. That's mm-hmm. what look he's got going on, so that's who I'm picking. Let, let's pause that, and we'll come back to it. Uh, Alex, do you feel any slightedness uh, by Kevin? Do you feel that he's making a mistake just going with somebody who's not your name? Uh, that's uh, definite, definitely uh, 10-4 there. You don't go against Alejandro Perez. I mean, the name will look. <laughs> that's terrifying. I never saw it like happening like this when I realized that he had the, the same name as somebody he was fighting. Kev, terrified? 15 on the clock, go. Super terrified. Soups. Like, not the first. He's also El Diablito, as yeah. mentioned. He's insane. Like, uh, But again, I'm sticking with 
my Brooklyn fighter slash Mexican drug cartel smuggler Canino is. God damn it. Come on. Yeah, what? You can't say those things. No, I can. I'm fine. Come on. All right, Kev, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is Enrique Briones versus Guido Canetti. This is the, <laughs> this is a fake name, obviously. I've called this the bro match, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think this one has the greatest chance to be over a former lover. That might be why they're fighting. I'm going with Guido Ninja Canetti. That's such a fake name. It it's can't be a real name. Yeah, it cannot be a real name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Uh, 15 on the clock for Alex. I'm definitely going to have to agree with this. I mean, if you're making up a name, you're probably making up the moves and you're going to whoop the man. So, <laughs> like, I, you know what? I'm just, I don't even need to have you two talk shit to each other. I just want 15 seconds from Kevin on this name. I Go. think that was the most perfect T-shirt handle I've ever heard. If I'll make up a name, I'll make up moves is what he should walk into as his new slogan. Guido Canetti can't lose. He's obviously a former mob member. The Niha. Love this name. <laughs> Guido Canetti! Uh, now, Alex, you sound like somebody who actually has analysis on this. Are you risking any kind of real analysis in order to make this pick and just go with Guido? Or, I don't know, is there a method to your madness? Uh, the only method that I have is unpredictability. Again, that's, that's what I'm basing it purely on. Is This guy can make up a name. I'm sure he's going to be ready, off, ready on the fly for whatever comes his way. Okay. All right. I like it. I like what you're putting down here. All right, Alex, we're going to stick with you and let's go to our next fight, which is Ricardo Lamas versus (laughs) Dennis Bermudez. 15 on the clock. Go. I'm going to go with Ricardo Lamas on this one. Uh, I'm a big uh, fan of his. I mean, he had a tough fight against Aldo, but uh, I definitely think. Dennis Bermudez isn't ready yet. Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's not ready yet. Kev, is he? Oh, the menace is ready, baby. Dennis Bermudez is going to fight, tear his way through that koi tattoo he's got tattooed on his left arm. This is going to be a good one. And you can get Bermudez at a nice 115. So good gambling event. (laughs) Kev, how many times do we have to tell you Every time you give gambling advice, we have to do a disclaimer. What's the disclaimer? That you should understand that I'm in no way qualified to be giving that advice. Uh, <laughs> damn it. I've it's never like, won it, a bet. I've never successfully done this. So just before you go running off like, oh, heard it on the podcast. No. Don't it's do without fail. Every time the fucking verbal tap legal team, which is basically me, <laughs> has to remind us. Perhaps other email that. header. <laughs> it's just Rafa Sparza Esquire. Uh, I got it through a weekend uh, course somewhere. Um, are you, Alex, I mean, you know, Dennis Bermudez, a good fighter. Um, you're saying, though, I think you're implying that maybe we're sleeping a little bit on him uh, just by doing that, though. I mean, haven't you seen him do good fights before? Do you not feel he's capable of this? I, feel, I mean, he's on a win streak, don't get me wrong, but. I feel like that's going to kind of work against him. You know, he's going to go in there a little too cocky, and Ricardo Lamas is going to have the experience to just take him out. Mm. Okay. Um, Kev, is Alex overlooking the fact that Ricardo is basically the brother of Lorenzo Lamas? 
Absolutely. I that's the only thing that makes me nervous. <laughs> I think they might know each other from a fucking reunion of family members, like very mm-hmm. southeastern driven. Um, with their heritage, but living out in the Southwest being dangerous. Yeah. I mean, he was on a show called Renegade. 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 Ricardo Lamas. <laughs> okay. Full disclosure, I was a Renegade fan back in the day, okay? So maybe Wait, that's affecting what? Too. <laughs> what? That badass flame chopper he had, and he always had <laughs> all he needed on the front, which all he needed, it turns out, was a blanket. Exactly, would, right? Come on. Did we he find would only two people in the world who watched Renegade? It was an amazing show. It really was. I can't believe I'm agreeing with Kevin on this one, but it really uh, was. Yeah, is there – can we take the show The Renegade to be on next week's sweeps for probably like plus 490? Like I bet we get great odds on that. I'm not. I'm not dignifying any of this with the response. We're going to go to our next fight. Uh, Kev, you're going to start us off. Women's bantamweight fight. It's Jessica Mm -hmm. I versus Leslie Smith. 15, go. Jessica I is called Evil. Leslie Smith is nicknamed The Peacemaker. George Clooney starred in a film called The Peacemaker. He wouldn't win this fight, thus I'm going with Jessica I. Wait, what? Hold on. All right. No, I'm not even going to bother it. That's, That's too stupid. Alex, 15 on the clock for you. I'm going to have to agree. Jessica I is a monster. She uh, did an impressive standing triangle, which I haven't seen anybody finish before. So uh, mm. I'm definitely going to go with her. That's fine. I'm going to stop here and go back to Kevin. Kevin, the the peacemaker, really? That's what that was, you're going off of on this? That was true or false, Raph. George Clooney was in that movie. He's in that movie. True or false, he's not but an MMA fighter. Why would fighter. you ever drag George Clooney into a negative conversation on this podcast? I think you need to talk to Leslie Smith. It's not my nickname that drug George Clooney into this. It's hers. Oh, God. George Clooney <laughs> is never going to invite us to the fucking villa if you keep this shit up, Kevin. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, that's the only thing standing between us. I just need to stop Absolutely. talking shit and we'll get that invite that he promises. All right. Screw that noise. Um, let's go over. Uh, Alex, you're going to do this one. A welterweight fight. Augusto Montano versus Chris Heatherly. 15 go. Uh, Augusto Montano, I'm going to assume he just changed his last name from Montana because he didn't want anybody to know. He is related to the real Tony Montana. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> go with him because he's got the cold connection. <laughs> Kev, 15 on the clock. So but I want going... you to do – hold on, hold on. He's going for – Yes. Um, before you do your analysis, I just want to put 15 on the clock. I'll, be, I'll give you 20 seconds because I want you to do your best Tony Montana impression. Go. Say hello to my little friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> worth it. I... Absolutely worth it. It was worse than how I heard it in my head. I didn't think that was possible. It took a real leprechaun turn at the end that I was not – I don't know what happened. Okay. I'm resetting your time. Just 10 seconds. Go. Uh, I'm going with Chris Heatherly because Augusto Montano is named Dodger, and that would make Raph happy if they said the Dodger wins. So I'm going with Chris Heatherly, who's nicknamed Stump, and that will make no one happy when they say the Stump one. Stop. Okay, um, that's uh, I guess. Um, Alex, a scale of one to ten, Kevin's Tony Montana impression. 
uh, is negative 12 an answer. Absolutely. Let's just yeah, negative 30 because holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kev, what is your response to that? He just needs to be feared about what kind of animal. I don't even know who I'm being. I don't have any real oh. good, like, I was is about that... to try and give this speech from near the pool. Mm-hmm. He's getting all hyped up, but I completely lost track of the words. Is that Christopher Walken in Scarface? Uh, yes. It was okay. a Christopher Walken interpretation on Scarface. Okay, good. Uh, Christopher Walken playing Al Pacino playing little Scarface. friend. Yeah. yeah. Wow, even that's terrible. <laughs> this is crazy, Kevin. <laughs> For the sake of your own, like, self Let me see if I can do Oprah. Say hello to my little friend! You get a friend. You get a friend. Is that... It's a little better. Okay. But, you know, we'll talk impressions off air. (laughs) Next fight, just to save your dignity. You know, the thing is, I was trying to segue to save your dignity, and the words that came out of your mouth were, let me do my Oprah impression. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to edit that out of the podcast. That's fine. I have a backup edit of it, so I'll make sure that makes air. <laughs> Happy 100, Verbal Tap fans. Um, let's go to our next fight. Kev, you've got this one. It's Edgar Garcia versus Hector Urbina. Yeah, uh, I'm going with Urbina because he's actually from the U.S. of A. If you count Florida as the U.S. of A, which I kind of do, and anyone from Florida is going to fight well because they're going to be so happy to be out of Florida. Okay. I've stamped okay. it. Okay. Hector okay. Urbina. Kev does not like Florida. That's no. pretty well well. Present. No one likes Florida. No one likes Florida. Like he's just, even people who live in Florida is. actually hate Florida. But that's uh, <laughs> hey, if you're listening from Florida, we love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alex, fifteen on the clock. Who do you have? Uh, I'm gonna go for Edgar Garcia. I just uh, I definitely think that if you're fighting from somebody from Florida, you, I mean they might as well just give you a W. Jesus. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like he has Florida. to. He doesn't have to take his SATs. He just has to <laughs> take his to win a fight. Kev, do me a favor. 15 on the clock. Just do your best Florida jokes. Uh, well, Florida exists to make Mississippi seem like it's got some sort of optimism. Uh, I presume Republicans go there because they get confused while they're trying to leave the country and no one corrects them. So they just stick around. And that's why okay. they have such a divisive political committee. We're going to have to work on your, your card catalog of jokes you have for Florida. It's Florida, <laughs> yes. Kevin. Come on. Uh, let me ask you this, Alex. Um, am, I, am I right on this? Was Hector on The Ultimate Fighter recently? That is correct, yes. Okay. Um, do you think that helps or hinders him in this fight? 15 go. Uh, I definitely think it helps him, but it's, just, it's not going to be enough. You know, again, I mean, you can't, just, you can't ignore the fact that you're from Florida and you're going to lose. <laughs> I tried so hard to get this conversation out of Florida. And you oh, no, fucking... it's not happening. Oh, God damn it. All right, I'm pulling myself back together. Keep it together, host. Um, You know, Alex, do me a favor. Did I give you some headphones over there? I'm sorry, one more time, right? Yeah, did you, do you have some headphones? Just put on those earmuffs I gave you real quick. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, um, Kev. Yeah. Uh, like you're not doing bad here. 
I was going to say, I, I presumed you're putting the arrows on so you can compliment me and my exquisite analysis. Thank you, Raph. I appreciate it. No, it no, no. I mean, you weren't doing bad up until this point, but you're going to fuck it up from here on out. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Be fine. I'm in the zone. Keep I did some cocaine. Don't I read Joe here. Rogan's book. I'm fine. Cocaine. Dumb. <laughs> what am I, Can't Kennedy? A good I would never. Tony Montana impression. Keep consistent <laughs> in your jokes. We okay. have the like biggest drug cartel person reference, and you don't even continue that joke. I'm done. Earmuffs oh, back off. Candy. Okay, and I'm back. How did you oh. hear that, Alex? That was really wow. The timing of that. Just feel it. You guys have clearly been working together all day. Like you have we a have... synchronicity that's. <laughs> we have that's it down packed. You can basically give me a nod, and I go three points. Okay, two points. I don't know. Blue, red. I don't care. Guys, let's go to this. Alex, you're going to get us on this next fight, which is Jake Ellenberger versus Kelvin Gastelum. Go. Ooh, this one's a tough pick, man. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go for Jake Ellenberger on it, only because I'm a big fan of his. I know he's coming off some losses, but I'm, I'm staying hopeful with him. Okay, okay. Kev, are, are we overlooking the ultimate fighter winner? I mean, Kelvin I- was not on an easy season. Do you think Alex is forgetting that? I think he's forgetting that. I also think he's forgetting how good he's looked in his last three or four fights. I actually agree that I like Jake Ellenberger, but Kelvin Gastelum is going to win this fight, and I have to pick him after what he has done to his last three opponents now. He's absolutely destroyed everyone. All right. Kelvin Gastelum. All right. Uh, Alex, any any second thoughts here? Are you sure you don't want to come back to the, the Gastelum side? Absolutely not. I'm team Jake Ellenberger all the way. I got got a lot of hope. Okay, okay. Kev? Uh, I can't believe that I'm just going to be getting free money on this win. Kelvin Gastelum is a vicious. And Jake Ellenberger, I just don't think he's going to be athletically able to hang in with Kelvin. You know, it's funny you mentioned free money because there's no actual monetary uh, bets that we make on this show. But this is right about the time when I like to tell our guest that, yes, we do normally have a bet that accompanies this. Now, you don't need to think about it now. We've got two more fights to go through, Alex, but I want you to start thinking about what bet you would like to make with Kevin when you win, should you win. Got it. Okay, great. Kev, have you thought about what you want from him? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and go with Alex on this one. and let's. It's going to be a fight between... Marco Beltran versus Marlon Vera. Go. Marco. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I was going for Marco as well. Definitely. uh, That's going to be my pick for this one. I'm not too familiar with him, but I've seen some good things out of Marco Beltran. Okay. Okay. Kev, 15, go. Yeah, plus Beltran's the better-looking guy, which is what I was about to accidentally say. I was like, Marco Beltran's who you want on the poster. Yeah, sure, accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with him because, you know, i got to stick with my fellow good-looking bro, Raph. Uh, you now, Alex, you've seen pictures of Kevin. Um, can you assess how good-looking he is, scale 1 to 10? Um, no, negative 12 is not an answer. Okay, then negative uh, 13 it is. Oh, same thing. <laughs> awfully clever man awfully you know the best part about this kevin is you you fell in for it twice now <laughs> it's only your fault i don't see a problem well, I we've guess got so. more fights plow through 
Plow through. Be a professional. Plow through. Plow through. Jesus Christ. Don't tell me how to do my job. I don't tell you how to fucking make stupid picks. I tell you how to do your job. Um, let's go ahead and do this, guys. I'm giving you both 20 seconds on the clock to give me who you think will win in the interim championship bout between Fabricio Verdum and Mark Hunt. Kev, you are going to start us off. 20 on the clock, go. I got to go with Mark Hunt, which is great because he's plus 380 and I can win some money. Super Samoan is going to come back story his way to this interim heavyweight title, and he's going to knock Fabricio Verdum out. Okay, let's go over to Alex. Alex, who do you have on this? Oh, I got Fabricio Verdum all the way, man. Hey, you look at Mark Hunt's loss record, he's getting passed out left and right, and Verdum's a fucking wicked beast on the ground. He took out one of my personal heroes, I mean, Fader Emelianenko, for crying out loud. The guy's mm. a submission machine down there, and uh, I don't think Hunt's going to have enough on the ground for him. I, I Alex, respect power. I, I got to cut you off here. Do, do you feel that that's clouding your judgment? Like, you beat my friend, I will never support you kind of thing right now? No, I, I'm totally supporting uh, Verdum, actually. No, I'm, yeah, okay. I'm all for it. But you can't let that guy who beat your friend, the, the emperor, you know if you would. No? Okay. You know, uh, enough time has passed. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I've learned to be the bigger person and, you know, and just and, – and root for, the, for you know, the better fighter, which is going to be Redoom in this fight. Definitely. Okay. All right. That's, that's mighty big of you. Kev, how petty are you in this? I'm very petty. Like, very. I am positive I'm going to win. I'm positive Mark Hunt is the choice, and I'm positive Redoom is the wrong one. Okay, and uh, I would like to point out, actually, both of these answers are wrong. The real answer should have been uh, Joaquin Dos Santos, but oops. <laughs> uh, no, you know, guys, I, w- I will say this. This is interesting. I think it's, it's a shame that we don't get Kane on this uh, Mexico-themed card that they suddenly yeah, really. don't have the biggest Mexican star that they could muster. Um, but let me ask you this, though. Kev, do you feel that with Mark Hunt that it's just a puncher's chance that you're going off of or is there something that you're not seeing because it looks like Fabricio just has more options to end this fight without question and I'm hey Mark Hunt free advice keep it off the ground for the love of fuck's sake Uh, yeah, I'm mostly going off of I'm choosing striking and then he's learned to – I'm picking the evolution of Mark Hunt over what I think is the past prime of Fabrizio Verdum. And Alex, I'll ask you about this real quick. Um, do you feel that Fabrizio is going to just – he's been really, really stubborn about this and he has improved so much with his stand-up. But do you get the feeling that he's going to keep the fight standing up? Uh, not if he's intelligent. I definitely think okay. he's going to just, you know, measure his distance, and when he sees the chance for that takedown, he's putting Hunt on his back and tapping him out. Okay. Okay. Because that, that is a concern for me, is that he has been very stubborn in wanting to show how good his stand-up is, and th- to a certain extent, it's worked uh, amazing wonders. He's, he's beaten and improved so much since then, but there is a fear with Mark Hunt when you just see how destructive he was. Just with this power, even when he's taking out the moveless wonder in big country, 
only a few months ago. It's a scary sight. Yeah, it's true. But I'm also, I mean, he did have that knockout loss against Junior Del Santo, so I don't think Mark Hunt's uh, really fully recovered from that either. So I think mm. he, he might be second-guessing himself enough for, uh, for Doom to trip him up a little bit and get a takedown off of that. Okay. All right. Well, gents, let's do this before we get to the wager part of this conversation. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask Kevin. Kevin, who do you think will be the performances of the night? So there's two performances of the night and then fight of the night. That This will be our tiebreaker should for any reason you both tie. Yeah. So the two performances of the night are going to go to Bermudez and Hunt. Mm-hmm. And the fight of the night is going to be Ellenberger Gastelum. Okay. All right, Alex, same question to you. Yeah, he actually – that's exactly what my picks are going to be right there. <laughs> what a great tiebreaker that we have here. Don't worry, guys. I will come up with an even better tiebreaker uh, should we really come down to it. Um, but let's just keep it fun right now. Let's see what happens. Alex, you are the guest here. What stakes do you have in mind for Kevin? Um, if Kevin loses, I want him to – do a conversation between Oprah and Tony Montana on how great rap is. <laughs> how how long does it have to be? Um, do thirty what? seconds. I think. I, I oh. think. I mean, Rap's a great guy. We could talk about him forever. <laughs> <laughs> really could. We really could. I'd say a minute, but you know, it's not my bet. I'm just saying. But I'll meet you halfway. 45? I think 45. Yeah, let's do 45. Done. Uh, Sold to the highest bidder. All right, Kev, what do you got for him? Well, if I win, I would like you in the receiving end of a bow and arrow choke to say into the camera, I got bent by Kevin from verbal tap, and then have the person apply the choke. Oh, ouch. Okay. And this person is of my choosing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I hope Ariane Celeste is open. In case <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, "Hey, whoever you could get in, yeah." I just, I'll need you to just get the quick video on the phone and put that mm-hmm. on Facebook. You got it. Okay, Perfect. I think we can do that. So, uh, Alex, we're gonna go ahead see the fights. Uh, let's check back in next week. Have you back on the podcast, and uh, we'll see who won. Awesome! Can't wait, guys. Thanks a lot. Not a problem. Thank you so much for appearing. Alex Perez, everybody. Alex. Take care, guys. Verbal Tap fans in Raf and I have already been geeking out probably more than we should have about Metamorris 5, November 22nd. But we have Gary, the Lion Killer Tonin. Uh, Gary, you just fought at Metamorris 4. Now you're fighting at Metamorris 5. Raph and I want to know, why are you being so greedy with the Metamorris fights? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I uh, I spent all the money for Metamorris, uh, for Metamorris 4, <laughs> so, you know, I'm coming back for more, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. The truth is he has a new rash guard lineup. I spent it all on burgers. Oh, perfect, yeah. Yeah, okay, Kev, I'm going to take this right here. Gary, what the shit, man? Tell me that they're doing a different Metamorris take on you because 
two things about this. One, I think you're infinitely more interesting than this guy eats burgers all day. Look at him. <laughs> and number two, are you serious? Like, are you kidding me with the amount of burgers that you eat? Not fair in life. Screw you. And the fucking metabolism horse you rode in on because that shit's just offensive to me. I felt I, I grew fatter just watching you eat food and then destroying people at Metamorphs. Talk about that, please. <laughs> well, like, I mean, originally, like, the reason I think I put that in there, like, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have, like, highlighted that. But, like, I watched Braulio and Hadolfo's videos because they were, like, the same, they were produced by the same guy that was producing my video. And he's like, hey, like, take a look just so you see, like, what I've done before. And, like, I watch their videos, and both of them are talking about how they, like, eat twigs and berries all day. And I was like, are you kidding me? These guys are, like, the biggest guys in jiu-jitsu, especially Hadolfo. I was like, you tell me this guy eats grass and berries all day? I was like, there's no way, you know? So I was like, let's, let's get real for this one. So we started, that's when the, the whole burger concept got in there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't eat, like, the crazy healthiest diet or anything. But, uh, you know, I definitely don't just eat mad cheeseburgers all day. Um, you know, I eat, I eat pretty much what I want though, um, out of necessity because I just train so much. So I'm not going to deny it. I don't have the, that the preview literally made it seem as if you finish training and then you go to your nearest fast food restaurant, which happened to be five guys. Well, actually, nice that did happen. That, that did yeah. happen. <laughs> that, was awesome. that, that happens pretty frequently. Oh <laughs> we, just, we do our morning training at like, uh, like 8 a.m train to like you know do, and then do some drilling to probably like ten thirty, and like uh five guys doesn't open up till 11 so <laughs> we do our drilling take a shower jump over to five guys get a burger come back for the one thirty class we'll probably take a nap in between and then yeah it's, You're- it's, really a, it's a problem when you know what time it opens and yeah. you work your schedule around it's really it's <laughs> built in yeah well we camp out there sometimes a little bit you know the diversity of that episode, because I've, I've seen both your Metamorphs videos, and the most recent one, um, that first one, though, you have to be the first person to do the rings of fitness, um, have John Danaher describe your game slowly into the camera, and then get five guys worked in. You have to be the first fighter <laughs> to ever have accomplished those. For things. sure, for sure. Has five guys we're, going, we're going for unique here. What's that? Like, has Five Guys sent you anything? Was that the angle you were working no, for? No, I really, I really think we should like send them some sort of pack. I'm literally tagged at least once a day in somebody's Five Guys post. Like, <laughs> hashtag Gary Tonin diet. You know? Um, the funny thing is, is I used to have like one of my instructors uh, or one of the one of my students that teaches at my school. Um, you know, I used to like give him crap for like posting pictures of like McDonald's and stuff. You know, because, you know, just be like, hey, man, you know, like, eat it on your own time. But, you know what I mean? You're teaching at the school. Like, I don't want people seeing that. And then I, it just kind of blew up. And so now I have to – I'm that persona now. So I really can't hide it anymore. <laughs> I used to yell at him for doing stuff like that. And now, now I'm doing it. <laughs> I, I would for sure be lying, too, if I didn't say I have had five guys since then. Because I always watch his videos, like, two or three <laughs> times. It's just jujitsu nerd mm-hmm. gold. And uh, mm-hmm. each time I was like, God, that fucking burger looks fantastic. <laughs> so, I have a, I have a, a standing deal with the In-N-Out burger over here. This is how you can tell we're regionally different. Uh, the In-N-Out mm-hmm. burger I have over here, they know if they've seen me. I've had a good night of training. 
And they've they've also learned to look into my soul and be like, did you really have a good night of training? But did you? <laughs> you deserve this. <laughs> a little free shake sample they slide across. Uh, no, Gary, we should talk business. You're fighting on Metamorphs 5. We're stoked. Obviously, you're fighting on it because your Metamorphs 4 fight was exciting. You uh, tornado yeah. guarded your way into a really, I mean, fantastic deep guillotine. You've called it. Well, I, I keep referring to it as a deep guillotine. I've heard it also referred to as like almost like a front headlock. Uh, you submitted Kid Dale. It was really fun. Uh -huh. You're fighting Metamorphs 5. You're fighting Zach Maxwell. It's a no-gi match, yes? Yes, sir. What are you expecting from Zach Maxwell? What can we expect from you that'll uh, kind of take our breath away? Again? Well, well, I hear that he's pretty good at Umaplatas, uh, so I'll probably uh, get submitted in Umaplata in the first 30 seconds. That's my okay. guess. Um, you know, all, I'm just, that's where I'm placing my bets. Right. Um, but, but uh, <laughs> hold on, is that the first no, third? Uh, I'm a gambler, so I'm just trying to get that noted. Any insider tip? I can take. <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> no, um, you know, I think a lot of like a lot of things that he is strong at. I probably like, for instance, Umaplata's. Like, I don't know. I almost like kind of look at don't even like recognize that as much of a like super serious technique without the gi, just because like I'm so feel so good like rolling out of it and transitioning into other positions so i think like a lot of the places he's good like i'm i'm pretty good at countering so um you know if he does put the pressure on like i feel like what what this is going to turn into is just kind of like um you know me escaping some sort of submission and then coming up into an advantageous position to attack you know either whether it's legs or you know trying to chase his back so i think that's kind of what's going to happen with this one is just in the transition i'm probably going to uh, gain gain a, a leg up on him. I don't see it going past five minutes personally. Um, I think that uh, I think that this is going to be a quick one again. It's going to be a rarity Not, for no, you. No disrespect to Zach or anything. I just uh, you know watching his watch his match. I just don't feel he's very submission oriented. Absolutely, and it's a rarity for you to be any sort of size advantage over an opponent or even to be near the same size. Like you are normally fighting in a case. Absolutely. of kid Dale, you, it seems like you've been fighting a lot of bigger fighters. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they always ask me like, uh, if I, you know, like if I care about like the weight class and stuff and I usually just respond to no. So <laughs> they kind of just give me whoever they feel like giving me. So yeah, that's what happened with the kit and everything, you know? Um, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I think he's I think he's a little bit more my size. I didn't really feel like Kit was that much bigger than me, but um, a lot of people. Were, I, I think I'm kind of one of those people that like I look at another person, another human being, and just don't realize how much bigger they really are. Like I've been training with Rory McDonald, who probably weighs about 210 pounds recently, and uh, yeah, I, I like believe that I'm like just a little bit smaller than him. Like, <laughs> like he's two fifty pounds heavier than me, and you, <laughs> you know? are not. But I like in my head, I'm like, oh, he's yeah, same size. Basically, that's the best part because I have the reverse of that. Like, I feel like I see someone one fifth of my size in a grappling match, and it's like, oh god, some of the fuckers on steroids. So big, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I also ask how a conversation between you and Rory McDonald must go? Because. I don't want to surprise you here, but much like the way you are in jiu-jitsu, you talk fast. Yeah. So yeah. Rory McDonald, 
not the fastest talker I know. How no. do those conversations go? And what do you guys talk about other than jujitsu? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, uh, a little bit more mellow than I, I would say. Uh, just a little bit. Um, you know, the first time I like, trained with him, like just uh, just in like passing, he kind of. Uh, I trained with him when I was like preparing George for Nick Diaz, and then just like a couple times, and then uh, so I didn't really talk to him much then. But then a couple times he came Tenzos. I think he was preparing for um, trying to think. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, Damian Maya. He was preparing for Damian Maya, so he stopped by Tenzos for like a week one time, and I was training with him. I didn't really get much out of him then either. Um, but this time, uh, you know, seemed to be a little bit more talkative. I don't know. Don't know if it was because I've seen you before or what, but yeah, I kind of agree with you guys. A little, little bit of a quieter I mean, guy. I don't know. We, we, don't, just, we, don't we just really write scary notes. We just write simple <laughs> notes. Like, hey, we man. like to give <laughs> him a little bit of a hard time because a great fighter, but there have been a couple times where he's talked kind of like a serial killer. Um, um, just because of how <laughs> slow he's talking. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Okay. Definitely has okay. a, definitely one of those guys, like there's always those guys in your gym where like you look at them and you're like, wow, like if I didn't know this person through jujitsu and if they didn't train jujitsu, they definitely would kill people for a living. Like that's what they would do. <laughs> like there's no question about it. Like there's just no, there's no other path for them in life except for jujitsu or murdering. <laughs> so uh, definitely possibly one of those people that's a great but, career uh, no, I love him man he's a great training partner for sure oh that's great and you know I, I know you're excited for his match um, I, without giving away too much uh, what can you tell us to expect between him and JT because that in itself is its own kind of amazing and exciting match uh, you know how do you look at that and do you even get to see your matches kind of in the way how that kind of goes when like you've done metamorphs before so like how does that all yeah. go down hey, of? yeah uh, what should I address first you want to talk about uh, JT and Rory do you get or? to watch it do you get to watch it and then do JT Rory because I'm actually curious. oh yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, when you're when you're in there yeah you get to watch it like uh, they have a TV screen set up there, and like we're also welcome to go out into the stands. But I feel like at this point uh, in in technology, like like TVs just got the TV and camera and everything just got so advanced that like it like real life is not as high definition as television. So if like <laughs> I like didn't go watch from the stands, I just watched the TV in front of me from the locker room. Like after I was done, I didn't even like go watch the event at all live. It just looked so clear, you know, right in front of me on a TV screen. So <laughs> I just sat in the, in the locker room, you know. But, uh, yeah, we got, like we got to watch it, it unfold. I just like that this TV is all like, it's a 3D TV, and it's like, ooh, real 3D, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, so- yeah, exactly, exactly. Pretty much every fight that I go to, I end up doing the same thing. You just look at the TV screen, <laughs> even when I was, like, had, like, good seats. If that's the case, you know, like, what are you expecting from JT's game? Because I feel like, you know, all of the great things that you've been doing in helping Rory get ready for his MMA fights with the jiu-jitsu background, I feel this is almost one of those things. Are you replicating JT's game in, uh, you know, training? Uh, is that kind of something you get to do to lend for him That's one of the reason that now? John – sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. My bad. Oh, uh, but uh, I think uh, – <laughs> I think uh, – that's why John asked me to come out. Uh, he just kind of said, hey, you know, Rory's going to be in town training. 
you know, do you want to come up and help him out? You kind of, you know, you don't, you're not the same as, you know, as JT, but you, you know, do similar styles and, and uh, body types and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely, definitely one of the things I was trying. I didn't really, you know, watch tape of JT and then try to emulate that in training. It's just too difficult to do, um, to kind of mimic somebody else's style. But, um, yeah, I know. I think, I think what's going to happen, uh, in this match, I think people don't probably take for granted a couple of different things. Uh, I think they're probably going to take for granted the size difference between the two of them. Uh, like I said, I feel like I'm Rory's size, but I'm definitely not. And JT's even smaller than me. Um, so he's big, he's strong. Um, and I don't think people realize how good his jiu-jitsu really is. Um, you know, uh, maybe not like, uh, you know, maybe he's not like winning ADCC or anything like that, but, uh, you know, the guy's got a solid game, you know, it's not like, uh, he's you know, somebody to fall asleep on. So it's going to be like a tough, uh, tough fight for, for JT for sure. You know, he's, he's got to have, going to have his hands full. And, uh, I think, you know, if I had to guess, I think like, uh, it might turn out a draw, but if it doesn't turn out a draw, I could possibly see Rory pulling this one off. Uh, I think it's going to be really hard for JT unless, unless like Rory gets really tired and JT finds a way to get to his back while he's really tired. That's the only way I see this kind of going in JT's favor uh, as opposed to a draw. Um, I don't know. Most people would probably feel differently. Just, you know, this whole idea of like MMA fighters not having jujitsu, uh, I think is pretty rampant in the jujitsu community. They pretty much believe that. So Fascinating. And what do you think Rory's doing to catch up? Because, you know, you certainly have to introduce him to concepts like the Baron Bolo and just different newer concepts that don't always apply MMA wise. Or do you disagree with that? Do you think he's ready? What, what's the Baron Bolo? That's, uh, I, I heard it was, uh, (laughs) how do I, I was trying to raff total nervous moment. It was like, how am I going to explain this to a black belt? That's obviously like, how do I even be nice or funny about it? And it was like, I'm just going to give up. I'm going to go into the, my protective, (laughs) I'm turtling up. I'm podcast turtling up. Stop it, Kevin. Stop it. I just like the idea. And you understand jujitsu. It, the things it's just so much easier to understand. Uh, I did want to ask you this because you you have, you bring up a nice thing in mentioning MMA at the end of the last Metamoris, uh at, when you did your post fight interview. You mentioned that you're up for fighting Crone in MMA, and okay, you mentioned the idea that it's cool in jiu-jitsu, but also in MMA, maybe possibly I don't know. Do you want to clear that up because we're confused? Oh yeah, sure. So, like, the whole idea was, like, you know, I just I just kind of felt like Kron had no intentions of ever fighting me uh, again. Like, I don't, I don't know, unless he does ADCC again, um, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think he has, has any real intentions of fighting me or any reason to. Um, so, I just kind of said that in the sense that, like, you know, if he... If for, if we can't get like some sort of a super fight together, then I, I guess it'll just have to be, you know, at some point, hopefully uh, our MMA careers will will uh, cross. You know, I haven't really started any 
serious, serious training with mixed martial arts, you know, but uh, it's definitely in the plans. Uh, I'm going to be starting after this metamorphosis um, a little bit more consistently um, with some striking training and some grapple boxing and stuff like that. So um, I, I think look for it in the future, not the too, too near future um, in terms of like MMA and stuff. Uh, but definitely after the next Abu Dhabi, I think, you know, you'll probably see a little bit from me in, in that realm. Okay, because you're a crazy human being. I, I yeah. think we've established that very well. You can hear it in his voice, so, too, like everyone absolutely. can. Like, he's got that thing that it's like, okay, a little crazier, a little more <laughs> yeah, straight. but for us and our purposes, when you say, like, because you don't give a shit, you're like, I'll fight you jiu-jitsu, MMA, cool, whatever, I don't even train all that much in MMA. Let's do it right now. What? You want to go? So we hear that in your voice, and – you have to understand from Kevin and I's perspective, we do have an MMA podcast, but we're huge BJJ nerds. So when we hear yeah. somebody like you potentially saying, maybe bye-bye for a little while, jiu-jitsu, we get scared. Do you understand that we have to ask yeah, you these yeah. things? Because it's a little terrifying to not think of you having exciting matches in a sport that we like so much and that maybe sometimes yeah. lacks people like you who are batshit crazy and who go, ah, you know what? I'll just give you all the worst positions possible just for the, the hell of it. Why not? It'll be fun. It'll be fun to test myself <laughs> in the middle of the cage. <laughs> That's what yeah, I mean by crazy. I, uh... He's applied it to jujitsu, but you know, still. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. I think you'll definitely see a lot of that. I can't wait to listen to uh, my instructor, Tom DeBlas tell me how much of an idiot I am when I start training <laughs> MMA as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to like having a fight where I probably like get murdered in like the first two rounds and then like come back and like submit the guy randomly after like getting my face punched in. And then Tom being like, you could have submitted him in the first 10 seconds, you idiot. Um, <laughs> so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I'm sure that my style will end up being somewhat similar, uh, but no, I, I don't think you guys should be too worried about me like exiting the, jiu-jitsu world i feel like uh you know i've done enough work in training uh in jiu-jitsu and stuff like that and who knows maybe i'm wrong but i feel like i'll be able to consistently you know at least maintain um you know what i have in jiu-jitsu and uh, continue to compete uh in both um We're you know i that. i do find that people struggle to struggle to do that when they start mma a little too early uh, but i think i think once you you have a decent foundation um, you know, in jiu-jitsu and things like that, you know, black belt level or above, you know, whatever the case may be. I think that if you start doing MMA at that point, you should be able to pretty much compete in both. For me, yeah. I, I think the other question is, you know, is somebody like Tom who's now starting to not do MMA? I mean, uh, and we're, we're really sad to hear about uh, we'll, the injury. We'll see about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll see about I guess that. That's the other I don't know. It's hard, to, it's hard to believe him. <laughs> Why is it so hard to believe him saying that? Oh, just because, like, I've heard it before, you know. Um, You know, it's like he kind of goes back and forth with that sort of stuff with jiu-jitsu or MMA or whatever the case may be. It's like one week I'll hear him be like, yeah, man, you know, I just want to, you know, focus on jiu-jitsu. And then, like, you know, all of a sudden the next week I, like, hear that he has a fight somewhere. And I'm like, are you kidding me, man? Like, you said you were retiring. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, I think once you kind of start that lifestyle, it's kind of hard to, it's hard to stop. And he's like one of those guys like Henzo where like you could like, you know, Henzo could be like, uh, you know, just hanging out and like not training at all. And you'd be like, Hey man, you want to fight somebody in like a week? And Henzo would be like, yeah, boy. like, of course, you know, cause just cause he loves doing it so much, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's weird. But, uh, to me, you know, but, but, uh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I'm that way with jujitsu for sure. But like, 
like fighting, I think it's it's kind of like in some people's blood, you know, they just like enjoy it so much, it's like hard to leave. So I think he's one of those guys. We'll see, you know, maybe it's maybe it's for real this time. I don't know. It sucks that he got the, his head split open for sure, but yeah. um, you know, I don't know if that means for sure he's not going to be coming back or what. You know. And, and as a student, you know, where do you fall? Do you want him to continue competing, or you know, do you want him to pursue more jujitsu, or do you want him to do both? Uh, you know, I, I definitely, uh, enjoy training with Tom and working with Tom, you know, uh, in the jujitsu world and when he's preparing for fights and stuff, I usually don't get as much time to do that. So, you know, being selfish for sure, like I'd rather have him, you know, at this point in time, you know, just like working on jujitsu and stuff, you know, uh, but like I said, you know, it's at a certain point I'm going to start transitioning. So, um, you know, once I probably start working on MMA and stuff like that, I mean, he'll be able to give me some insight from his experience and stuff, I'm sure. So. Uh, that'll be good, but, you know, maybe then I, I would be appreciated more if he was working more on that stuff, so it's kind of hard to say. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, Tom's, Tom's pretty uh, pretty good at, uh, you know, helping me in, in whatever way he can, so, uh, you know, he's, he's always there for me. I'm not really too worried about that, but, you know, for him, um, you know, he's got a really successful school, really, really successful jiu-jitsu school, like basically like the biggest, uh, I think, in New Jersey probably, uh, at least, Um and, uh, you know, I think, I think if he wanted to, it's just one of those guys, like, you know, if he wanted to, he doesn't have to fight. You know, there's guys out there that like make a career out of MMA and if they're not fighting, like they're not making a paycheck and they got to go like some, get some sort of, uh, you know, day job or whatever the case may be like him, like, you know, he had runs a really successful jiu-jitsu academy. So it's clear to me that when he fights, it's because he really wants to fight and he like enjoys it, you know, because I don't think that. I don't see any other reason to do it. Like, why would he? You know what I mean? He just, I don't think he needs to. Absolutely. And as you're talking about having him around, I was going to ask you, what's it like now transitioning? Because in the new Metamorphs video, we see you um, building a gym. Are you, yeah. where are you uh, at in that process? Talk us through the, the whole thing. Exciting stuff? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> um,. Um, it's just a constant process. I think I'd say we're, you know, we're getting pretty settled, settled in now, but there's just constantly like, you know, pieces of wood and stuff everywhere and stuff being built all the, all the time. So like, you know, I'm still trying in the process of like really finishing the school, but like, it's, you know, we've been in here for about two months now. It's pretty amazing. You know, I, I kind of, uh, had a, a really good opportunity to take over an existing academy, um, that somebody else owned. And, uh, you know, I had been teaching at part time for a couple of years and, uh, I, I, you know, some circumstances led to me uh, eventually owning it and operating it. So, um, you know, I was I was fortunate in that that aspect. Uh, eventually, I would have opened my own school anyway. Uh, but it was definitely a big help to kind of have have a a network of people that I already knew, you know, and kind of start a gym. So it wasn't like from scratch. So uh, that was really cool. But now we're you know the first location was kind of like a tin can sort of location, like not really mm-hmm. you know so basically mats wall to wall. Um, hmm. not very much mat space at all, like 700 square feet, but like really tight. So, uh, more, actually there was more mats on the walls than there were on the ground. So if that gives you any idea of, you know, what <laughs> yeah. it was like, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's now it's, you know, we have all the mats, basically all the mats that we had before laid out on the floor. So, um, it's a pretty significant amount of space and, uh, you know, we're building up the school, people are coming in and, uh, it's been a little stressful. Like they, there's certain days, like I always just want to be training, you know, like that's like my first love is like always just, just training, you know, and, uh, you know, I like teaching and stuff too, for sure. Um, uh, but when it comes to like, you know, having to take a day off of like training at Ricardo's or Henzo's or whatever, because I have to do like, 
you know, construction at the school or I have to do like paperwork or like something like that. It it kills me, you know, I hate it, you know, so, (laughs) you know, I, 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 that's, that's the only thing that, that frustrates me, but it's, you know, it comes with the territory. It's running a business, you know, it's not just all fun and games. So, uh, I understand, you know, I I, I take those days and, you know, Sorry, sorry. I'll ramble on, so it's, it's probably better. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's great. Raph and I have no less than two million jujitsu questions for you. And I'm actually going to uh, – I have a sponsor question. You are always looking good. Your sponsorship with Scotty over at OTM, we like the gear. Are yes. you going to be wearing anything wild at Metamorphs 5? Mm. Can you preview the fashion? I don't, know. I don't know how much information I want to release about this. I'm not sure. Um well, we don't have anything to completely decided yet. Um, maybe I will. Why not? Why not? Then no better place, right? Uh, yeah. There's only so much time left. So, uh, so far, our uh, you know, our initial ideas are in the direction of, in some way, incorporating Grumpy Cat into the rash guard. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Um, it may or may not. <laughs> it may or may not exist. We'll see. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> It's absolutely. So, if you guys have okay. seen any of my seminar posters, a good deal, a good deal of them, thanks to uh, Jeff Chu at Fire Plus, uh, contain Grumpy Cat for some reason or another, and uh, <laughs> that's probably why we'll be doing that. I mean, so. give that man a raise first of all, because I know I've never seen multiple tinier versions of you wearing <laughs> Tom Cruise risky business glasses. Staring at you like, hey, you coming to my seminar or what? <laughs> They're pretty amazing. Our whole idea was kind of like, uh, you know, and I mean, this is kind of my strategy with everything. Um, you know, basically like every, you know, everybody has a seminar poster, you know, yeah. like them standing there holding their belt like they're, you know, Superman with like a stern face and then like how many world championships they've won or whatever the case may be. But like, I've never remembered any of those seminar posters. Like to me, it's just all in a collage of crappy seminar posters that sure. are, are what they are. You know, it's just like you, you see it. And like, if you were interested in going, whatever, but the whole idea with these is to just be different and like, Oh wow. Like I remember that, you know, I remember that poster, you know, like, wow, that was really, you want to leave some sort of an impression, you know, uh, crazy impression as it may be. Um, you know, I'm just, just looking to, uh, to try and, uh, trying to reach out for that, you know, um, at least something, it's actually something we learned in, uh, I took some business classes when I was in, in school and, uh, one of the, one of the marketing strategies, um, was, uh, it was called like the purple cow, uh, strategy, which was, uh, basically like, you know, if you're driving down the side of the road and I don't know, you know, what kind of areas you guys live in, but like it's not too uncommon to drive down the side of the road in, in certain areas here and like see a cow on the side of the road. No big deal. You know, you wouldn't tell anybody about that. You'd be like, wow, cow. Drive around the side <laughs> of the road and you see a purple cow on the other hand. Now that's something to talk about. That's something to tell people about. So that's, that's sort of the strategy we're shooting for there. Um, you know, get a little bit more attention towards those posters and, uh, and me and uh, my name and everything like that. So uh, he does a really good job, Jeff, uh, with, with uh, incorporating that strategy, I think. Man, what a true testament to that New Jersey education system out there. Uh, <laughs> I am, I've taken many classes in my life, and I've never – well, you know what? That's not true. I've, I've heard of a variation of it. But, uh, yeah, Golden Cow will definitely get some attention. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of where we're headed at, and uh, I think it, I think it works. 
I think it works. Yeah. I think it achieves its purpose. <laughs> now, well, I know you, you, you bring up Golden Cow, and I, I have to ask because um, I'm part terrified. And okay. you should be. We're not afraid of laying our own golden cow here uh, between myself and Kevin and maybe a couple other of our friends. We do a little show called Around the Mat. It's come to uh-huh. my attention. You are familiar with what we've done, yes, right? Wait, what was that? Uh, you're familiar with what we've done. Uh, oh, with the, the, with the video for Metamorphs, the last one? Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, yes. What were your thoughts? What was Do you my, want to kill oh, Raph? Do you want to? Because he portrayed no, you I in thought it was amazing. that's okay. I thought it was oh, amazing. Uh, uh, I thought it was amazing. <laughs> I really, like, I can't tell you guys enough how much I love the part where, like, I come in and they're like, yeah, it just kind of comes in with all this energy. And it just got like, a super serious face on it. Ralph does. And he, he just goes forehead to forehead with Kit while he's texting and just circles him, <laughs> like, forehead right in his chest <laughs> with his hands behind his back. I was dying. I'm not going to lie, Gary. You're a terrifying human being on the mats. So maybe. So wait, wait, sorry, real quick. I got to, I got to cut you off just for a second. Only because the reason I came out like that, because I don't usually, I don't feel like I usually uh, kind of represent that sort of persona all the time. (laughs) Like the whole idea of like being super, super serious, like right before I go out to compete. But moments before I walked out there, Tom was like, let's get, Let's get serious. He's like, he's like, this is a joke. He's like, you're, he's like, you're gonna submit him immediately. I was like, right now. He's like, right now. Let's get serious. He's like, you're gonna walk out there and do what you came here to do. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I better get serious, or, or I'm gonna get stabbed. So I changed my persona immediately. I was kind of relaxed going out there, and then like, soon as Tom said that, I was like, all right, super serious. I'm like. I'm like kicking my legs back like a bull, like as I'm coming up there, you know, like just like, like Tom should have an advice column. Absolutely. Tom should start a YouTube channel called advice with Tom. Well, he's just, just the yeah, new yeah, dear it Abby. It's like my kids won't go to school. Well, we're going to make them because they don't know they're going <laughs> to effing die if they don't go to school. Put, put your kid on. Put your kid on. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, Gary, you, you're terrifying on the mats and – you know, when you're doing these things and, and you you really commit to the character, it's not until midway through that you go, oh, he might see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's the possibility of – the really good possibility of him seeing this. And so it's a very, very funny thing to think like, oh, my God, this terrifying human being is going to come after me with his jiu-jitsu powers. Ah, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's okay. You guys picked the right people. To, uh, to go after for sure because <laughs> I think me and Kid have a sense of humor for sure. Um, yeah, you know, I, some of, some I, of the other guys might not. I I mimicked Vinny Magalhaes and he was very nice about it, but in a way that let me know that sometime my arm's gonna hurt for that. Like he had a very clear. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was great. So I didn't gonna... actually. The fun part is, is I, maybe it's like a little selfish, but I didn't even see the other ones. I'm actually really excited because I saw the preview for the one with Keenan, and it's like slightly gayer version of Keenan. <laughs> but I didn't actually remember to like go and watch the other ones. I just watched mine. So I, I actually like after we're done with this interview, I'm gonna have to like look them up and watch the rest of them. Oh, don't worry, we'll, we'll send you a link. We're actually we just put up the Chael versus Galvo, and I oh, want to so say I just got finished with those. Nice. Well, okay, slow your roll. Okay, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> 
as fast as you're building a school. So I feel like we're doing it just the same rate. Uh, but no, uh, the, the picture we have up there is uh, of uh, our buddy, John Evans from BJJ Breakdown, eating TRT. Uh, and by TRT, I mean like a TRT cookie. And uh, he commits to the character. So, I mean, they're all fun. We did all six. And I guess I have to ask your permission. Is it okay if we do this again? Because I'm going to yeah. do it anyway. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> uh, so next time, you sh- I should have asked me for a little bit of inside information before you did it. You could have had more material. So Chael, before, before he warmed up, uh, I don't know if you guys put the video out or whatever, but like, while he was warming up for like his match, he was in the – so we were kind of like in tents in a parking lot from Metamorphs. Like that was like our warm-up area. We had two split tents, like one set of opponents on one in one tent and one set of opponents in the other. And uh, like I walk outside like because I was like talking on the phone, like, telling people like how I did or whatever. And like Chael is in full like boxing robe attire with gloves on, <laughs> shadow boxing in the parking lot. That was his warm-up. Oh, it was amazing. My God, Gary, we are going to hire you as a consultant for the next show that we do. This is fantastic because you can tell and, Gary has like a funny photo mind. Like I'm remembering mm-hmm. that. That's going to mm-hmm. be great. I took, a few, I took definitely took a few pictures of him for sure while he was oh, doing perfect. it. I was sending it to people. I was like, "Look, Shell's warming up in his boxing in his boxing robe." Well, Gary, let me tell you this: you're coming to my hood for Metamorphos. I live out in Los I, Angeles. I also believe you are doing a seminar. Uh, at least at Studio 54, and by Studio 54, I mean 540, so everybody calm yeah. down. Uh, you're doing yeah. one out there. When is that going down? Uh, oh, oh, boy. I wish Jeff was on with me. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the exact date. Uh, I want to say November. that one. Before. Let's say the 28th. Yeah. yeah. So and Look it up yourselves. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get out there. I don't know that I will be successful in doing so. But if you are around Los Angeles, uh, you need any good burger joints or tips or anything like that, just let me know. I'd be happy to exchange information and hire you as a consultant for our next series of videos nice. when you're out here. Very good, very good. Yeah, we'll talk for sure. Definitely. Uh, Gary, we love watching you fight. Everyone loves watching you fight. So keep on keeping on. You've got a, a ton of fans we cannot thank you enough for stopping by Verbal Tap this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary the Lion Killer Tonin. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Podcast that Gary Tonin is uh, a mile a minute fun, and I can't believe you had the namesake Alex Perez here to lose to me and over under Kevin. Do you really think that was a great thing to subject someone that you were refereeing with to all day? Um, you know the funny part about Alex is I didn't have to twist his arm too much to do this. He could just. I was like, going to win. Well, I just told him I'm like, do you want to come on the show and outpick Kevin at pay per view? Well, what time? Uh, in the next few hours. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, cool, do it. And so once I did that, I go, oh, man, Kevin's not going to know what to do with himself when he realizes that I picked a guy whose name is also going to be appearing as a fighter in that same card. (laughs) It was certainly problematic to find out. And I even remember when you were, as you were introducing him, you are like, Alex Perez was like, that 
was just was I just looking at his name? And I was, I because I had been reviewing the fights beforehand to see who I was going to pick, and it was like ding 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 ding. We're getting Hard closer to, to the day the where I actually just call one of the people on the card and ask them to pick against you on their own card. I almost felt like doing it with Gary today, but I felt like that could get like could get a little testy though. Yeah, well, over under Metamoris. That'd be a fun we'll one day, Kevin. One day. <laughs> Uh, well, that's going to do it for us today, which means it's time for some shout-outs. I will start while you gather your notes um, and cycle through your Rolodex of people that you need to thank, I presume. Uh, BJJ and MMA Academy, fun to get the hell beat out of me again. I, you, all day today I had that, like, it felt like someone had taken a rib tenderizer to me, specifically my ribs, so I was uh, just... That means you were training hard, which is always nice. Uh, tons of fun to be back. BJJ Finder, the world's premier jiu-jitsu site locator. Plus, uh, Andrew and I are working on a little article we're going to be releasing on some fun. Just having a little fun things to tease. Um, Raph, that's going to do it for me. Awesome. Uh, let's go ahead and start out by shouting out Valley Martial Arts Center. V-back! 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 I will say... And I'm not uh, joking about this. I think these are probably your best VMAC plugs you've done. And I think you wasted them both on one episode. Yeah, probably. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, VMAC, such cool stuff. Uh, in addition to all the great interactions with people, I just want to shout out everybody who worked it. Um, like, everybody worked so hard on these. And I never mean to single anybody out, but let's single out. Uh, Pam for organizing and, and making sure everything works really, really well. Um, everybody around who works at VMAC, I think we got really nice notes from people saying that they like us. And uh, it's always – I always feel a good sense of pride whenever we host these things because we're a friendly group. We treat everybody really nice. And uh, I was ecstatic to hear that a kid by the name of uh, Chris, who is a friend of a friend uh, from VMAC – he uh, he came to train with us, and super nice. He comes to train with us on Friday. He just goes, hey, my name's Chris. What's your name? I'm like, Raph. And I train with him a little bit, and he hits the sickest drop Sayanagi on me that I go, Chris. And he's like looking kind of nervous, and I was like, I just want you to know that was awesome. Uh, I don't really get that happen to me a lot, of, but uh, that was I, – I have to admit, that was pretty sick. And he was just like, oh, cool. I never – I never get to do that. I never pull that off on anybody. So I'm glad you get to be the first. And I was like, well, now I'm feeling bad. But uh, two minutes ago, I was feeling really good. And uh, keep up the good work. Fun for all of us. Yes, that uh, was a great landing. So uh, my thanks to Chris, a super nice guy. And uh, I hope he comes back to train with us a little bit more. Um, I also want to thank Alex for being a good ref. Uh, Alex obviously on the podcast today and 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 good um it's funny that you know we have certain nonverbals that we just kind of work well together so uh always a blast to get to work with him I want to thank the guys who participated in the super fights Octavio and Kyle two of our our toughest guys at the gym doing some great stuff out there so really proud of them and everybody competed from VMAC I, I just Saw good stuff, and I always love when I see them doing great jiu-jitsu. And I, I don't get the chance to tell them it all individually at one point, so I'm just doing it all as a collective so I never have to speak of it again, and I can continue being mean to them. But, uh, yeah, so that's some good stuff. 
Um, obviously, thanks to Mac. Thanks to our friend Hakeem uh, Dos Santos for helping put in good words. Uh, my best friend Bobby, uh, Bobby Vung, who also put in a nice word for us to talk with Mac. And, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of a rough week, Kev. Um, emotionally? What's good? Why is it a rough uh, it's jujitsu and emotions. So it's like jumotions. Well, that doesn't sound right. It's <laughs> uh, like, oh, I'm going to want to try that one again. Shits. Emojits? Emojits. That's better. Yeah. Um, this week, Kevin, was unfortunately our good friend John Evans' last week at Valley Martial Arts Center. Yeah, that is, uh, you know, that's tough. It's tough. And, uh, you know, the good news, he, he's not leaving. He is uh, still going to be out here in the Valley for all of us uh, to go ahead and learn from. But uh, he's going to do his own thing. He's uh, looking to open up his own gym and uh, kind of go on his own path and do all that good stuff. So I'm stoked that we'll have him around. But uh, it's kind of a bummer. We we really, really appreciate it. On behalf of the whole uh, VMAX school, I just want to say thank you to John for really taking the time out and being a good instructor. Um, it's a tough gig, you know? It's a thankless gig. But uh, John has been one of the people who's been the most patient with me. And I think any gains that I've had within the past three years uh, of, of working with him have really, really been uh, a compliment to his great teaching skills. So I, I just want to say that on behalf, of, again, of all of us at VMAC, thank you so much, John Evans. We're stoked you're going to do your own thing, and uh, you will be missed, but uh, not for long. Cause, like, Absolutely. You know, we'll move on. I mean, I guess that's what I'll <laughs> I told him I was I like, like John. No, I was like, you know, I can't be nice to you on the last day you're here. Like, I have to treat you like old Yeller and be like, you just get out of here. You leave. You don't, don't yeah. look your back. I would also and, just like to thank him for that throw. That was oh. amazing. Yeah, that dick. You know, the worst part, and we'll put this on the website so you guys can all see it and laugh at it. Yep. The worst part about this is I pitched that idea to him, and there was no hesitation. It was 100%. Hey, John, want to throw me with a judo toss? Absolutely. Well, yeah. all right. Um, but anyway, no, we, we had a good, uh, a good week and a good uh, set of last classes with him. And uh, yeah, no. So we, I was a dick to him for the last couple of days just so that it wouldn't feel like uh, we were treating him special or anything. And he was like, oh, I hope you do treat me mean, Raph. That'd be great. And it's like, oh, I can't even treat you mean, you fucking dick. Oh, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it, John. Um, but, uh, yeah, so good times, good stuff. And uh, if you guys want to check him out in, in the meantime uh, until he gets his school up, go check him out at BJJBreakdown.com or you can check him out on Twitter at BJJBreakdown because it's good stuff, man. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. So why don't you just tell me how much you and Alex love working together and about all the nonverbals the two of you. I feel like a third wheel. Are you jealous? I'm jealous. Because I don't mind if you work until three, if you're leaving with me. Go get that money, money, money.